CastleRockRadio.com.com.com. The future of radio. Imagine all. Hello and welcome to Food Integrity Now, advocating integrity in our global food supply. I'm one of the hosts, Carol Grave, and I'm here with Matt Spaeth and Susan Wright. Welcome. Thank you. We have as our guest today, Francis Mangles, and we're going to be talking about chemtrails. And rather than me give you his long list of accolades, Francis, will you let us know why you are qualified to talk about chemtrails? Greetings. How's the system? Everything working? Everything's working. A-okay. Well, yep. um, I have my college degree, Bachelor of Science in Forestry Cum Laude, Master's of Science in Zoology from the University of Montana, I'm 35 years federal scientist, USDA, Soil Conservation Service and U.S. Forest Service, Range Wildlife Biology, Minors in about a dozen other subjects, but suffice it to say, they're in things like botany, chemistry, wildlife management, ichthyology, master's thesis without aquatic insects. If they wanted down home, down home, well, we're, I'm from a farm area in uh, Montana. And in case anyone out there doesn't know what chemtrails are, give us a quick overview of that. Well, chemtrail has uh, the disinformation folks have given it a dirty word that it's kind of a wild-eyed scheme that they're trying to do some kind of population control or et cetera from the skies. But quite frankly, a chemtrail is another word for our preferred word is to say it's geoengineering. It's a uh, patent by a Mr. Wellsbach where you spray fine particles into the air, these disperse into stratospheric clouds, reflect sunlight back into outer space, and this is supposed to prevent global warming. And actually, it's a zero-sum game, but we can get into that later. So chemtrails is geoengineering by high-altitude jet planes. Can you tell the difference visually uh, between a, just a regular contrail and a chemtrail? Well... Um, I've looked at lots and lots of jet planes through a nice 400-power astronomical telescope that I've got, although a, uh, a uh, spotting scope will do just about as well. And let's just say that there's something mighty peculiar about a jet with uh, a vertical exhaust in it, two engines, leaving uh, three, three uh, contrails. That's very strange for a jet, don't you think? Yeah. Certainly. Let's go back um, for a sec. Um, what? Oh, sorry. But uh, what, is, what is the purpose of this geoengineering? Uh, theoretically, they figure if they burn enough jet, jet fuel and spray hard enough and long enough, it'll prevent the planet for wa- from warming up by reflecting the particles that they're spraying out of the jet. Uh, it's supposed to reflect heat back into outer space and prevent climate uh, change by uh, global warming. It's, we know global warming is taking place. It's 10,000 scientists 
to one in the D-date now that we are certainly causing global warming, and this is the uh, way that the powers that be, the military-industrial complex, has uh, decided to fight geoengineering rather than look at something more simple like conservation, for instance. And the visual difference between a chemtrail and a contrail from someone standing on the ground is is what? The main thing that the average person would see without spotting scopes to look to look at the jet directly, they would see. Well, when we were kids, you see a jet go across the sky, and all the kids would look up. Oh, we hear a jet, and you'd see a. Oh, there it is, and there's a jet with a uh, contrail, maybe a finger's length long, maybe 20 jet lengths behind it, and it disappears in a couple of minutes. Um, a chemtrail or the geoengineering jet uh, leave a streak that goes clear across the sky from one horizon to the other, and it usually lasts somewhere around 6 to 20 hours. So how do we know that this is actually being done? What what kind of what kind of hard evidence do we have? The hard evidence is uh, I have it in my hand as we speak is uh, lab test after lab test after lab test that shows extremely high amounts of aluminum, barium, and strontium. And there's some new evidence come in that's a very much of a Wellsbach patent fingerprint that shows extreme amounts of unusual chemicals in the air and in the soil, and this is affecting uh, definitely the agriculture in California. Uh, appears to have substantial effects on human health, but our main hard data is all these lab reports that we've got, and I can read you some of the actual reports from the lab if you're interested here. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a, here's one uh, from uh, Upper Ski Bowl parking lot in Mount Shasta. This is at 8,000 feet, roughly. Aluminum, 61,100 micrograms per liter. Barium, 83 micrograms per liter. Strontium, 383 micrograms per liter. Um, here's another one. Interesting. Uh, Let me stock. interrupt just for one second. So with the with the aluminum, barium, and strontium, uh, where where else could that have come from up there? There is no other place where it could come from. We don't have any factories. We don't have any smokestacks. This is Northern California, where practically the whole world is national forest. There are no factories. There are no industrial plants. There's nothing to the west of us around here. There's nothing to the east of us. The nearest stuff to the north of us is about 300 miles, and the nearest stuff to the south of us is about 300 miles over in San Francisco. There is no other source we can think of for this stuff to be coming from. What is... What is barium and strontium used for? Um, well, actually, it's a nice ingredient in rat poison. Mm. And strontium is, we really don't know where in the world that's coming from in such extremely high concentrations. Okay, and uh, those 
that's a very high concentration of aluminum too. What are, what are some of the effects of that on on the biosphere and also human health? Well, it does concentrate. Uh, before you, if you, if sixty one sixty one thousand is not enough. Here's an example. This is from a uh, wildlife watering device near uh, Redding, California. Aluminum, uh, 375,000 micrograms per liter. Barium, 3,090. Trotium, 345 micrograms per liter in the water. This is, quite frankly, rather violently poisonous stuff that we're feeding the deer around here. Is uh, You're talking mostly about California. Is this consistent with other uh, samples from other places in the country or the world that you're aware of? Yes. We have samples from the northeast, samples from um, the uh, northern tier states around Montana, uh, the Dakotas. We have samples from Washington, Oregon, California, Arizona. The only place we don't have samples from, oddly enough, is the deep south, the hmm. southeastern United States. We don't have any samples from that area yet, but everywhere else we go, this uh, aluminum barium strontium is uh, very much in the fingerprint, and it's extraordinarily high. I understand that you've contacted some government agencies concerning these chemtrails. What are what are some of the responses that you've had? Um, the United States Department of Agriculture said. Um, direct quote, you're not worth a reply. Um, various um, water pollution agencies and air pollution agencies looked at the data, and they said, we're not interested. We don't know. We don't have to check this. Go away. That, that's the summary of it. And I might add that when I took this data down to the Forest Service with this information about what's in the wildlife watering devices, they were very insulting and rude, which is surprising for a district ranger in the U.S. Forest Service to be insulting and rude. Uh, and they just said, uh, we're not interested. Go away. Wow. Uh, I won't tell you what they said, but they were quite rude about it. It's interesting because here you have the data, you you have proof, and yet they're not even willing to take a look at your information and dispute it. And I think that's quite true. We're we're not sure exactly why that is, except one could say that this is a very conservative area politically, very Republican, and our county, city and state officials are very right-wing reactionary Republicans, very protective of uh, corporate interests that get them elected, and they're just absolutely not interested in anything that might interfere with business. Well, on that note, we are going to take a break. We will be back in a few minutes. You are listening to Food Integrity Now. We are talking to Francis Mangles about chemtrails.
you are looking for some flavorful, healthy, fresh food, come out to Maximilian's Cafe in Woodland Park, Colorado, focusing on local, fresh ingredients with a changing seasonal menu. Located at 209 East Midland Avenue, Woodland Park, Colorado, right off Highway 24 in downtown. Our walls are full of local artist artwork, and on Friday and Saturday nights, we feature local singers, songwriters, and performers to entertain you while you relax and enjoy a fun environment, a glass of wine, and fantastic food. Open seven days a week from 11 to 9 p.m., 11 to 8 p.m. on Sunday and Monday. experiencing anxiety, anger, depression, or low self-esteem? Do you beat yourself up or sabotage what you truly want to achieve? Hi, this is Jeannie Smith, and at Open Heart Healing, I combine counseling, gestalt therapy, and Thai energy work to assist those who truly desire to bring quality and joy back into their lives. My office is located on South Perry Street here in Castle Rock. Call me for a free consultation at 303-660-6373. Again, that's 303-660-6373 or visit me at openhearthealing.com. Holistic Pathways is your local herbal medicine clinic. You can find them online at holisticpathways.com. Holistic Pathways supplies certified organic and ethically wildcrafted bulk medicinal herbs, herbal extracts, and essential oils. Holistic Pathways offers Mayan abdominal massage and specializes in women's health and fertility. Call 720-570-2454 to speak to a certified clinical herbalist today. That's Holistic Pathways at 720-570-2454. Welcome back to Food Integrity Now. We are talking with Francis Mangles about chemtrails and the mounds of scientific evidence that he has about chemtrails. And we want to let our listeners know that if you have a question, if you dispute what we're talking about, if you have something to say, we'd love to hear from you. You can either call us at 888-321-7234 or you can chat with us on the Ustream. And we'd love to hear from you. So, Francis, we were talking about uh, that mound of evidence. Uh, Do you want to continue with a little bit more evidence? And then we can get into uh, the soil testing that you've done. Well, thank you very much. There's certainly no end of evidence right here. I was coming through the data, and I have this from Sugar Pine Canyon Creek, upper and lower watershed. This is near Bella Vista, California. And I, this uh, lab report I have in my hand is from 2007, and it says aluminum, 4,640,000 micrograms per liter, barium, 40,200 micrograms per liter, and in the upper area of the watershed, 4,610,000 micrograms per liter, barium, 53,000. 300 micrograms per liter. And mind you, these tests are made by a certified EPA lab. And this is uh, EPA method 6010B. You know, these are very reliable tests from a certified lab. And uh, I might add that uh, don't drink the 
don't drink the water and don't eat the snow from surface waters anymore because the government will shut you down if your water is over 1,000 micrograms per liter. And here's a creek with over 4 million in it. Uh, that's astonishing. That's allowed for aluminum and drinking water is 50 micrograms per liter. And we're getting consistently over that uh, in uh, in our rainwater and uh, just a lake. It's, it's extremely high in there, so you don't want to drink the surface waters, at least anywhere here on the West Coast and in a lot of the waters of the uh, northeastern United States. Don't do that. It's uh, pretty poisonous. So if not the, gonna, you're not going to drop dead, but eventually you will. So if the purported purpose of all of this is, this geoengineering, is to combat global warming, why do you think they're not telling us about it? I'm not sure if they're not telling us is the reason. What I think is really going on is uh, military stupidity or corporate stupidity um, because uh, the military is not required to do environmental assessments or environmental impact statements. And the military also stated, I actually called them, got a uh, Ms. Aguavera, and she said, these are aircraft emissions. They are not subject to uh, any federal regulations. And besides, we're the military we don't have to talk to you, and I haven't heard from the military since. So I think it's just blatant stupidity, and it's like smoke, t- tobacco smoking. Not everybody drops dead immediately, so tobacco smoking went on for 100 years before people started to say, you know, that's probably killing you. Well, we're at the shape now like tobacco smoking. We know there's a lot of aluminum, barium, and strontium that's coming down in the rain, and coming down in the air as a nanoparticle fallout, we know it's there. We've got the proof. Well, what symptoms? uh, The military is saying, we don't care. Right. What what symptoms are we experiencing in the landscape, in the environment, from these high levels of metals? Um, Are you talking about people, or are you talking about what happens to the soil and our food? The soil and the food supply first, first, and uh, yeah, people also, if there's anything that you have to say about that. Um, well, let's go to people first, because if you start getting me talking about the food supply and what it's doing to our gardens and agriculture here in California, I could go all day about this. But very bluntly, um, the rates of autism and Alzheimer's in Northern California, where I have lots of contacts with the medical people. Um, It used to be about 1 in 10,000 kids had autism or 1 in 10,000 had Alzheimer's. Well, autism is now up to 1 in 112 with children, and it's about 1 in 200 for Alzheimer's, and of course remarkable increases in childhood Alzheimer's too here in California. Childhood Alzheimer's. Arm trail spraying and geoengineering spraying. So there is a connection. I've never heard of childhood Alzheimer's. That that occurs? That happens? 
yes, it is unusual, but it does happen. But primarily what we're seeing in the kids is one out of 100 with autism. And aluminum, of course, is a, is a neural poison. That's why you don't see anybody using aluminum cookingware anymore. That's pretty much gone by the way. And aluminum as a neural poison is rather serious, and you're breathing that in. Another thing we're having in our local county health records is uh, lots of, you know, you have a heavy day of contrail spraying, and about two days later, which is about how much time it takes to fall out and get down to surface layers, mm. you see rashes of people with asthma, COPD, uh, various breathing problems, breathing difficulty, allergy flares up. And those happen about two to three days after heavy contrail spraying. Let's get into some of the details of this, this Wellsbach patent. I'm sure our listeners would like to hear about that. Well, the Wellsbach patent, is, is uh, you can find it on the web. It's patent, I think, 5,039,484. I'm, I'm not sure exactly of the number, but it is uh, nanoparticles sprayed from jet aerosols. Uh, some of it can apparently go right through the engines, and some of it can be sprayed through a nozzle in the fuselage of the jet, which I have personally seen with my telescope. You know, no jet has two engines and then a vertical exhaust in the center of the center of the middle lower belly. That's, uh, jets don't have engines that go vertically straight toward the ground from the belly. And so with with uh, this kind of stuff, excuse me, I lost my train of thought. What was your question? Oh, we we were just going over some of the details of the, the Wellsbach patent. Oh, the Wellsbach patent. Okay, from coast to coast now, we have derived a chemical signature of the Wellsbach material. You can read the patent and... Most of it, you can get an idea what's going on, but some of it is classified as a military secret, and they won't tell you. Or it's also held as an industrial secret. In other words, we think this is so much money is involved here, and it's worth so much that we're not going to tell you what's in it. And that's what you get out of the Wellsbach patent. But our data is now showing, and I have it right here in front of me, um, that the Wellsbach patent has a chemical signature that uh, shows it very high, and of course, aluminum, barium, and strontium, those are the three key signatures. And it's also very high in iron and manganese. That doesn't bother me too much. Lots of boron and arsenic in it. Now, we don't know why those compounds are in, uh, those elements are in there. We don't quite know what they have to do with the nanoparticles that they're spraying out. But we do have a lot of boron and arsenic and barium and strontium, and those are pretty substantially poisonous stuff. And we absolutely know for sure because we see it from coast to coast, this Wellsbach signature is coming out in the jet spray. We have the data. I have the data right in front of me as we speak from EPA-certified labs, and more is coming in very soon. Which government agency is is enacting these, these chemtrails? As far as we know, 
it is the military because when you look at the jet through a telescope, these jets have no passenger windows on them, or most of them have no passenger windows, and they are the configuration. Uh, this is reported to me by the military men on our team. Who, you know, they look at them through the telescope too, and they say they are military KC-135s and military KC-434 cargo jets. We also noticed that some of them with the vertical exhaust appear to be evergreen aviation jets, and they're a company over in Washington. So we know that there's some contractors going, and uh, uh, private 737 jets seem to be quite common, as, as well as the uh, military KC-135. Tell us about your team, Francis. Pardon, I didn't catch the word. Tell us about your team. You mentioned your team. Oh, the team? Yeah. The team has a website, and you can go and check it out and see pictures of this stuff going on. You can see several other links. You can see video. You can see the DVD, What in the World Are They Spraying, at geoengineeringwatch.org. And this is our website, and there are other ones like, uh, um, well, the Gardeners Group is Shasta Commons. That's a local site. Uh, Environmental Voices is another one. Deborah Whitman, Rosalind Peterson, they've got sites. Michael Murphy has sites. Uh, Kenny Morrow's got a site. Um, mostly, I would suggest just go to geoengineeringwatch.org, follow the link, that's the team. We're going to take a break right now. We're talking with Francis Mingles about chemtrails. We'll be right back. I'm Carol Gervais, and I'm a certified life coach and one of the hosts of the Food Integrity Now show right here on Castle Rock Radio. Have you ever dreamed of swimming with the wild and free dolphins? I'm not talking about the ones in captivity like the ones at Dolphin Quest. I'm talking about swimming with them in the wild. If this is something you've only dreamt about doing, I invite you to mark this off your bucket list now and join me for an all-inclusive trip to swim with the wild dolphins. Your trip to paradise will include organic gourmet meals, ocean waterfront accommodations, Lomi Lomi massage, and much more. What are you waiting for? Now is the time to make your dream a reality. For more information, go to Wild Dolphin Swim adventures.com or contact me at carol at coachwithcarol.com or 719-687-7447. Once again, that's 719-687-7447. Mahalo. Are you seeking understanding and assistance in healing your depression and anger or lack of passion? Hi, my name is Tammy Urbanic at Empowerment Through Healing, and I'm a medium clairvoyant who can work with your spirit guides to assist you. Your spirit guides can offer solutions and understanding at current life issues that you're facing. Visit www.empowermentthroughhealing.com for more information, and you can call me at 719-641-2017. 
Welcome back to Food Integrity Now. We're talking with Francis Mangles about the science of chemtrails. Francis, can you talk a little bit now about what's happening to the planet uh, from the aluminum, barium, and strontium that you've tested for and how that is uh, affecting the pH of our soil? I'd be delighted to, although it's kind of scary, the... uh the effect to our planet primarily, uh, what I've noticed, is the effects on agriculture. Uh, something we might add before we go away from the chemical aspect is that normally these compounds that we're finding should be in single-digit micrograms per liter, and we're getting thousands and hundreds of millions. You know, before, you know, data from 2007, for instance, uh, aluminum, barium, it's like single digits. You know, four or five of aluminum, four or five of barium. Can't find any strontium. Things like that was typical back then. So we're seeing these astounding increases. So we do have a baseline of data. And when we have an isolated thunderstorm, you know, the data drops way down into single digits again. And when they spray, they go sky high again. So mm-hmm. there is a definite correlation. Uh, thank you for letting me insert that. Sure. Okay, now what happens and what has happened in California? Well, the most dramatic thing that happened in California is our tomato crop just went to pieces. We raised the pH so high in California that uh, the bottom fell out of the tomato growers. And now they're raising other crops instead of tomatoes. That's one major thing. So can you explain that a little bit for our listeners, because the pH went so high? Okay, well, when you start throwing these oxides, like aluminum hydroxide, uh, barium oxide, strontium oxide, the boron, uh, manganese oxide, these things, it raises the pH of the soil. Now, like I said, I've, I've got the old 1983 soil data here for my area, and I know which types of soil are naturally high pH, and which soils should be running somewhere from 4.5 6.0. And since the chemtrails have been started, our pH has gone sky high, about 10 to 20 times more alkaline. And we have measured this, and we have previous data, and we have current data. Over 300 tests have been taken, and we're getting sky-high pHs now that should not be there. And when that gets into such uh, commercial agricultural crops like tomatoes and potatoes, you should have a pH of your soil to grow good potatoes and tomatoes is somewhere in the five like, oh, 5.5 to 6.0 would be good for tomatoes and potatoes. But my our, my tomato crop has gone way, way down, and my I've given up on potatoes now because in my soil, when I measure it now, and I measure it on a regular basis, my pH is now 6.8, whereas mm. five, six, seven years ago, it was consistently about 5.6. And I'm pouring pine needles and black oak leaves into the ground as compost, trying to get the pH back down into the acidic range so I can have good tomatoes. 
and I can't drive the pH back to its normal level. I'm getting very consistently 6.8, 6.6 pH is what I should have, 5.6. And this is what happened to the California tomato crop, same thing. pH went so high that you could still get tomatoes, but you couldn't get uh, a crop that was financially big enough to harvest. Or another problem that I've noticed, um, a lot of them won't ripen. They'll just stay green on the vine. Um, and this is especially for people that raise tomatoes like they used to. Some some tomatoes are long-season tomatoes, and those don't ripen anymore. They stay green. So I've gone through very early, fast tomatoes, and I'm getting tomatoes, but the pH is just wrecking the uh, these acid-loving vegetable crops right now. So this begs the question, uh, would a genetically modified seed grow in that soil? And the answer is, I don't know. Because I know that, um, it's my understanding that Monsanto is um, has some seeds that are aluminum resistant and that would work better in a higher alkaline soil. Um, that is true. Uh, I've, I've uh, heard Monsanto on the Internet would brag that they have genetically manufactured organisms and aluminum-resistant seeds that they are developing. Um, but I don't see that as something wonderful because they're only developing... We don't either. <laughs> ...agricultural crops. Right. So it, it, it makes me wonder, first of all, why would they create a seed that was aluminum-resistant? What would, you know, it, that doesn't make sense to me unless they knew that there was heavy aluminum coming down. I'd say that's a very interesting and probably true observation. Yeah, that's I mean, that's just logical. Trust the, go ahead. That, it seems just logical. I mean, well, that... Well, yeah. That, I, I, you can hardly trust that kind of logic, and the thing that scares me the most is, okay, two parts here. Part one... So they do develop a uh, aluminum-resistant corn and wheat and these various commercial grains, uh, aluminum-resistant soybeans. So they do. Well, what about the peas? What about the beans? What about the artichokes? What about what about the radishes? What what about the squash? You know, are we going to have a healthy population of human beings on the planet? if nothing's resistant to aluminum except what Monsanto says they're going to have resistance? I don't think their aim is health of of the population anyway. It sounds like just sheer idiocy to develop aluminum-resistant seeds for a few key agricultural crops for your profits, and then the other vegetable and livestock crops, let them go to hell. You know, this isn't really logical to me. No, it's not, and um, it's it's very disturbing to me is what it is, and there are a lot of people, I think, that still don't understand what chemtrails are or even want to know about them, and that's why I think it's important to have people like you on our show to discuss just the science of it and, you know, the, the evidence that, that you have. 
And how often do you test your soil there, Francis? <clears throat> um, for pH, I test on a, almost on a monthly basis. And it, like I said, it's consistent. And I, we've got over 300 tests, and those run all the time because a pH test is incredibly cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, unsolicited plug. Uh, get these pH hydrion papers, range 5 to 8, narrow rangers. Follow the directions on how to use these papers. You can make a soil test for a nickel. And it's extremely easy, extremely fast. It's a wonderful thing. It's even a wonderful kid's toy. You know, well, what is the pH of the snow today, son? Mm-hmm. Oh, Paul, go out and check it out. Uh, well, hey, the dog uh, drool there. What, what's the pH of dog drool? Or what's the pH of your mouth, Paul? Or, you know, what's the pH of that lemon juice we just drank? You know, it's a marvelous tool, but you can get them for about 10 or $15 a roll of uh, 15 feet, which lasts a very long time. Wonderful way to just test and find out. Yeah, Some I understand. People... I'm going to interrupt you just for a second here because we have a caller on the line. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes. Uh, you have a question for Francis? Yes, this is, uh, my name is Jim Poole. And I was uh, curious, uh, you know, I'm very disturbed about what's going on. And uh, to my mind, Francis, uh, and a lot of others, I'm sure this would be uh, the news story of the millennium. And has anyone dealt with uh, talking to uh, the national uh, radio uh, uh, networks or uh, public service radio, for that matter, and what came out of it? Yes, to answer your story, sir, um, CBS ran a short on those, and it hit the airwaves, and then it got confiscated for some reason. We don't quite know why, but CBS ran it out of Atlanta, and that uh, that video was captured and went viral. So look at the CBS story that's there. Um, General ABC, NBC, ABC. ABC, CBS, NBC have not run this yet, and we're kind of wondering why, but we think what's going on is there's a lot of big money at stake. You're talking billions of dollars here from very powerful industries such as aluminum, evergreen, aviation, uh, government agencies themselves to clean this up or to even stop it would one, take a lot of money to stop it, and two, uh, the military spends, for our reckoning, over three or four or five billion dollars a year to spray this stuff, you know. And uh, if the military didn't believe in global warming, then why in the world are they spraying? And to quote the movie DVD that's out, what in the world are they spraying? So the answer is, we're not sure why they're not picking this up. The data is there. Based upon what you just said and your conversations, obviously, with a lot of other people around the country, has there been any, any uh, thought or direction about what one can do to try to get this out in the public, uh, you know, other than, you know, just talking like we're talking now? What's happening is, People all over are 
well, maybe this is true, which is what happened to me. I looked up, looked at my garden, looked at a few pH tests and said, why should that change so rapidly? And so what I would suggest people do is get a roll of pH papers, hand them around to your neighbors, start checking yourself. Um, set out a uh, National Weather Service rain gauge like I have, according to directions. Check the water yourself. You know, don't just believe me. Run your own chemical test. Although I have to admit it does cost around $20, $25 per element to run these tests. And when you get a big panel of about, oh, 12 to 16 elements at once, you get the Wells box signature comes through loud and clear. And if you just run something straight and simple like aluminum barium strontium or even just aluminum, this should be in single digits. Normal in rainwater is five tenths of a microgram per liter. And we're getting hundreds and thousands quite consistently over most of the country. Wow, that is just astounding that it's that high. It is rather amazing, but remember, there's big money behind this, and we think that there is, this is just going to have to keep on spreading the word like we're doing now because this is the powers that be that's doing this, and they would rather do this than the more practical ways of reducing global warming. They'd rather spray a sun shield over our skies with the jet planes than do conservation or change from Peabody coal to wind generation or change from uh, oil burning to uh, maybe we ought to do like we're doing now and have conversations via the Internet rather than flying cross-country to visit with another CEO face-to-face. Maybe they should do it on Internet or by phone instead of flying. Well, we're, on that note, uh, thank you, Jim, for your question. We are going to have to take a break to uh, listen yeah, to our... You, and thank you all very much, too. You're welcome. You are listening to Food Integrity Now, and please pay attention to our sponsors. We will be right back. you are looking for some flavorful, healthy, fresh food, come out to Maximilian's Cafe in Woodland Park, Colorado, focusing on local, fresh ingredients with a changing seasonal menu. Located at 209 East Midland Avenue, Woodland Park, Colorado, right off Highway 24 in downtown. Our walls are full of local artist artwork, and on Friday and Saturday nights, we feature local singers, songwriters, and performers to entertain you while you relax and enjoy a fun environment, a glass of wine, and fantastic food. Open seven days a week from 11 to 9 p.m., 11 to 8 p.m. on Sunday and Monday. experiencing anxiety, anger, depression, or low self-esteem? Do you beat yourself up or sabotage what you truly want to achieve? Hi, this is Jeannie Smith, and at Open Heart Healing, I combine counseling, gestalt therapy, and Thai energy work to assist those who truly desire to bring quality and joy back into their lives. My office is located on South Perry Street here in Castle Rock. Call me for a free consultation at 303-660-6373. Again, 
again, that's 303-660-6373, or visit me at openhearthealing.com. Holistic Pathways is your local herbal medicine clinic. You can find them online at holisticpathways.com. Holistic Pathways supplies certified organic and ethically wildcrafted bulk medicinal herbs, herbal extracts, and essential oils. Holistic Pathways offers Mayan abdominal massage and specializes in women's health and fertility. Call 720-570-2454 to speak to a certified clinical herbalist today. That's Holistic Pathways at 720-570-2454. Welcome back to Food Integrity Now. We're speaking with Francis Mangles about chemtrails, and I understand we have another caller on the line. Are you there? Do, do we have our caller or not? Hello? Well, apparently we can't, we can't get our caller right now, but... Um, Francis, do you want to, uh, oh, something happened. Are they there now? No, they just hung up. Okay. Okay. Well, we had a caller. Maybe they'll call back. That, there's a calling back right now, I think. Okay. Um, Francis, one of the things that um, you, you and I spoke a few days ago, and you indicated that you also contacted NASA and the Air Force and that they they had some response for you oh yes the response from those agencies they were contacted by our group i have contacted the usda and various county air quality control boards and water quality control boards independently and uh, the official word from those big organizations you said we they said um our data says that the jet contrails are nothing but carbon dioxide and water, and our data is better than your data, so go away. That's <laughs> it in a nutshell. So, so they wouldn't even entertain your studies? No, they would not look at the laboratory results. Oh, interesting. Well, I understand we have our caller on the line again. Are you there? Hi, yes. Uh, my name is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. You have a question for Francis? Yes, I do. Um, in a recent test, my granddaughter showed up with a really high level of barium in her system. Now, she's only 10 months old, so how is that going to also affect the human body? We assume this has come from the chemtrails. Uh, I would be very interested in what the aluminum level was in her, too. All we can say about this is that it will have effects. We do see high rates of autism, Alzheimer's, and some things that we absolutely do not know what's going on. You know, we've never done this before. This started up about 1999. We simply do not know what's going to happen, but we don't think it's going to be good for you to have lots of aluminum, barium, and strontium in your body, and the children and the elderly will pay especially hard for having this done to them by uh, these in military industrial complex contractors. Is it something most people should 
begin possibly testing for and then doing some chelation or something to get it out of their system? Yes, I believe that uh, test, these various testings should be done more often so that people can you know, ask the question, where did I get all this aluminum? Or where did okay. I get all this barium from? And the answer is, uh, you know, we think it's chemtrails because it's so widespread. We think it's the geoengineering by Evergreen Aviation and the military that's doing the most of it. We, we have uh-huh. enough proof to say that's it, but we really don't know what the long-term effects are because we've never done this to a human population before. We really don't know. We're our own guinea pigs in a grand experiment by the powers that be, whatever they are. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your um, response, and we're going to stay on top of this for her health and her growth. So thank you so much. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. Can I just insert something about chelation? She mentioned that, and there are certain things you can do to pull heavy metals out of your body. Uh, Cilantro, juiced cilantro, uh, blue-green algae, kelp, wheatgrass, all of these help to pull heavy metals out of the body. Thank you, Susan. That's good information for people. And if you want to find out more about chelation, just Google it, and you can learn about that. So, Francis, where do you think we go from here with this? Actually, we're, uh, the process of change in a democratic society is, uh, first of all, uh, they ignore it. Okay, we've gone past that stage. Uh, stage two is they make fun of it. Ridicule. And we've gone past that stage. You know, the wild-eyed hippie freak visualization spread by the disinformation and conservative crowd, we've gone past that. Stage three is opposition shows up and there's a fight, a lot of public discussion. We're in stage three right now. And the thing that we can do is just spread public awareness. Uh, Skeptical? Well, run your own tests of what's in the rainwater and see what's there. For $25, you can get it at most EPA-certified labs. And uh, I might add that the fourth and fifth steps are a period of all of a sudden it's very quiet. Everybody's quiet. And then the fifth step is all the politicians, religious leaders, and and uh, the uh, corporation, corporation executives jump up and say, that was my idea all along, and I was only joking. Huh. <laughs> Well, it's it's not too funny a joke, you know, to... Um, no, it's not very funny, and I personally object uh, on religious grounds to somebody pouring poisons into my body and onto my garden without my consent. I think this is a, this is a moral evil, what they're doing to me. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and to all of us, and I think, you know, what's just really important is what you said, to keep the discussion going and, you know... Um, we are doing a screening of what in the world are they spraying in Woodland Park, Colorado, on March 12th, Saturday, March 12th, at the Woodland Park Library. Uh, we're going to meet there around noon, and we'll start the movie at 1.30. So if anybody wants to come down and learn more about um, 
the evidence, the mounds of evidence out there and um, be more informed. Come on down. Excellent. I'm very glad to hear that. And I I might add that uh, in that uh, DVD, you will see, you know, me demonstrating some of the techniques to show that it is ruining the speed of composting. It is ruining the soil flora and fauna that makes crops grow. It is uh, poisoning the trout streams. By the way, trout die at about 2,000 micrograms per liter of aluminum. And our world-famous trout streams around, around here are now at about five or 600 and climbing. We've lost 90% of our aquatic insects in many of our famous trout streams here in Northern California. So things are going downhill for the wildlife as well as the local gardens and good food. Well, it is a crime. It's a crime against humanity. That's the way I look at it. Well, yes. Like I said, it's a moral evil. If, if I may wax even more religious, would Jesus poison his neighbor? I don't think so. No. Well, I think with everybody standing up and talking about it, I think that's, you know, the most important thing. The more awareness that we can bring to the public, uh, eventually those that are doing this are going to have to come out with what in the world are they spraying and well, why. That's quite true, Carol, and I, I really think that it will come down to that. But sooner or later, the politicians will have to react. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, there's going to be so much of this data flying around everywhere uh, through the net and by word of mouth, and other people are going to start taking data and bringing it to their local air or water quality control boards and saying, look, this is in the rain. What is this doing to my farm or my farm animals? You know, right. this question has to be addressed of what it's doing to our food. And if you had could give one website, because we're going to have to um, be done for the, our time with you, uh, for people to go and get information, can you just leave us with that one website where people can go and then find out more? Yes, you will find multiple links, links and spread out if you go to the site Geoengineering Watch, all small letters, all one word, geoengineeringwatch.org, and you'll find multiple videos, multiple other sites. And there's a little 10-minute trailer that if you want to find out what I look like, I'm on that 10-minute trailer. I'm the master gardener that's showing the uh, the bugs and, and the compost and the soil sample with damn few bugs in it compared to what there used to be uh, with the process of, of carbon cycling. Well, thank you so much, Francis, for um, giving us uh, so much great information and um, so much science, and we appreciate all the work you do. So I'm uh, honored to be here, and if there's any skeptics out there, nobody's ever managed to refute my data. They've made fun of it, but nobody's ever refuted this data that we're getting, coast-to-coast, hard data from EPA lab. Right. Nobody's refuted it yet. I'd like to see somebody try. Yeah, we we, we put that out to people, too, and um, it's hard to refute uh, scientific evidence. So thank you again. Um, please listen to us next week. We will have Barb Peterson. She is from Info, or excuse me, uh, Farm Wars, 
And Barb is um, a person who has written many papers on GMOs and the contamination of the organics. And Barb's real interest is raising the standards for organics so that, you know, we can have not just 9% of it be uh, GMO-free, or, or G- only GMO. oh, only no <laughs> have only GMOs in it, but she wants zero, and uh, she's really an advocate and an activist and a really interesting lady. So, thank you for listening. You've been listening to Food Integrity Now. Please stay tuned to Empowerment Through Hearing Healing with Tammy Urbanic. Thank you. Oh.